Blackstar Radio, around the Cape, safety on the roads and on the water is such an important issue and something that a lot of people in some ways ignore. On the phone at the moment, Senior Sergeant Warren Flegg, who is the officer in charge of the Weeper Police Station. Warren, thank you so much for taking the time to have a yarn. Good morning, Mark, and uh, thank you. And before I actually begin, I'd like to acknowledge all traditional custodians of country in which we live. Pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Thank you very much for that. Now, in Weeper, very isolated in where it is, but one of the larger communities on the western side of the Cape, the Fatal Five, it's still as important as ever in that area and the Cape as it is further south in the major cities. Indeed it is. And when you do look at the Fatal Five, drink or drug driving, speeding, driver fatigue, driver distraction and disruption... And um, seatbelts, it is very important, yes. You know, especially the distances that people have to travel, in particular from Weeper to Cairns, on a good day should take 10 hours plus with the rest stops every two hours to ensure that you don't have that fatigue. Speeding, driving conditions, you know, you certainly need to have your wits about you when you do engage on those long journeys. When we take a look at them, even with the seatbelts, too many just jump in the car, off they go, and after all these years of it is the law to wear your seatbelt, too many people ignore that. That's correct, and that is one of the most common traffic infringement notices that are issued is the failure to wear a seatbelt. Anytime the vehicle is in forward motion, you're required to have your seatbelt on, regardless of being at a boat ramp and going just up the boat ramp. Under the law, you are required to have your seatbelt fastened. Myself, when I, I get in a motor vehicle, I feel uncomfortable if I don't have that seatbelt on. And if you make it a regular occurrence, muscle memory, um, you will get to that stage where it becomes second nature. It, it does. So the first thing you get in, probably turn the ignition on, bang goes the seatbelt and away you go. But you've also got, as I said, speeding and the a lot of the country roads, rural roads, you might think that you're on a Bathurst or something like that, but the roads aren't made for real high speeds. Oh, definitely not. And it doesn't take much to um, lose control of a motor vehicle because you, you get that distraction, whether it be from your mobile phone ringing or even long distances, our children get distracted and become noisy and rowdy. That's enough to distract the driver as well. You know, it's probably one of the unforgotten distractions that we do have in our vehicles. Um, and any of the young young youth listening out there, you know, maybe have a bit of consideration when you are on a long journey. Mum and Dad are trying to concentrate on the road to get us to our destination safely. One of the big things, I suppose, of living in bush or on land is the ability to go out and have a bit of a camp, go fishing, boating, have a few drinks or a few other things like that, then jump in the car and drive. And that is something that can be very, very fatal. Oh, and that's so true. And, and you can also bring into effect the other fatal five as well, the distraction. Mm. Studies show that most traffic crashes occur within one hour of your arrival at your destination or within that 100-kilometre zone. So you don't need any artificial stimulants such as alcohol and or drugs to um, interfere with your concentration when you're driving, especially on the roads up here and, and this time of year where the graders and roadworks haven't had a chance to, to smooth out the roaders. There's still a fair bit of um, rut in the road, so it's not exactly driving on uh, 
the A1 between um, Brisbane and the Gold Coast. I'm just going to touch on something here, which I think, well, it can be something very disturbing, especially for the police and any emergency services that have had to attend an accident. The, I suppose, the harm that you see in the family members you have to see this happening in an accident you have to see the dead person you may even know the person then going to see the family members god it must take so much out of you let alone the family themselves oh it certainly does mark and you know whilst a traffic crash a a serious fatal traffic crash affects an immediate family and a small family if people consider like you said police, you know, the first responders, the ambulance, the fireys, the nurses, the intensive care, the paramedics, the flight staff, you add on to those. You know, if we're talking 300 plus traffic crashes a year, if the average average first responder sees, you know, four to five serious crashes a year over a 35-year career, that is absolutely something that no one should see. Yeah, and it takes an emotional toll on all involved. And so it is something. So if you're driving, remember that. Have that in the back of the mind. I would say. Oh, definitely. Okay, now we go from there to one that a lot of people do have. They have a lot of fun on them as well, uh, and that is quad bikes and the side by sides. I think oh, every third or fourth person on the Cape must own one of those. But they can be dangerous little critters at times, can't they? Oh, they certainly can, and they are classed as a motor vehicle. And as such, persons over the age of 16 should only be the operators. Um, Even those around 16 that have maybe just got their driver's licence or learners should still have supervision to ensure that they know how to operate it correctly. I mean, the ATVs and also that... I'll have a look at the quads at the moment because now in Australia it is a requirement for any new quad that is sold in a bike shop must have that rollover protection. That's coming from the Australian government because of the injuries and fatalities that have happened on the farm and in rural situations. Yes, that's correct. And, and any operator on those quads will see that there is a sticker there that says, warning, you must wear a helmet. Um, and... Insurance, you're not covered for insurance for any potential crash or injury that you suffer and or um, damage to property, which then leads into the cost which traffic crashes have on the community every year. And with the quads themselves and also the side-by-sides, well, I don't know about the side-by-sides, but the quads really are not registered for the road, so they shouldn't be on there. But a lot of your accidents seem to be happening in a rural setting, on the bush tracks and everything else, but also with kids. You've got, you know, kids, you know, some of them can't even reach the brake, let alone handle the thing properly, and, you know, three or four friends on it just is asking for trouble. Yeah, that's correct, and, and as I said before, it is a motor vehicle. You do require some level of cognitive thinking and ability. Um, just on another thing, pedestrians, you know, up until the age of 19 we still don't possess the ability to judge effectively how long an object will get from A to B. So when you're crossing the road, up to the age of 19, it's very difficult to judge that, and that's where we see a lot of pedestrians being hit by cars. So it all comes down to our actual mechanical ability to understand how things work, and that's the danger with quads, side-by-sides and ATVs. 
Because in and around Weeper and further around the Cape, you have now got a campaign regarding the quads and ATVs and that? Yes, we do. In Weeper in particular, we're seeing a rise in young school students riding around the, the quads and ATVs and trail bikes in and around town. They're riding across the road. Uh, and, and, yeah, it is causing issues. We have issued multiple infringement notices. And, and people need to be aware that should you maintain and continue to be intercepted uh, for Type 1 and Type 2 for the uninsured and unregistered vehicles, after a certain amount, the legislation is that you will lose your possession, your quad, regardless of um, whether or not it's actually your quad or you're riding someone else's. Three strikes, you're out? Uh, it, it, depending on the type, type one and type two offences are different. Uh, one okay. requires only three and four for the other one, I, from uh, recollection. So it is something to be aware of, because if it's a borrowed quad, you could end up losing it. Your mate wouldn't be happy with you, that's for sure. Oh, definitely not. And, you know, the, the repercussions of having that, that quad lost. Because they're not a cheap machine, that uh, we can say for that. Okay, let's go from two wheels, four wheels, multiple wheels and everything else to no wheels. And that is boat safety because in the Gulf, uh, going out and going fishing is almost part of uh, life. I think almost everyone's got a boat, haven't they? Oh, there's certainly a lot of vessels in the, in the, um, the Gulf. And, uh, and throughout the Torres Strait as well. You know, it's the main modem of transportation. Mm. But also you would think that uh, for a lot of people, maybe even just being so used to them, uh, safety equipment, your life vest, not making sure that you do have life vests. Also, EPIRBs are so important as well. Flares, there is safety equipment that you are required to actually have on the boat. Yes, that's correct. With the water, you know, if you fall out of a, a ship or a boat, and you're not wearing a life jacket, you don't have a second chance if you're unconscious. On a road, your chances are a little bit better of survival, but potential for drowning without having a life jacket and the appropriate safety gear is just exponential because of the, the risk. Because I know every little dinghy, even mine, has that little cord that goes from the motor onto you. So if you go overboard, supposedly the motor will stop. Not many people use those things. No, no, and that's correct. And it's a very important safety feature which goes overlooked, the dead man switch. Um, and jet ski riders are required by law to have that attached and in a working function. In Weeper, do you have water police there to able to be able to police this? Or is it something just if you're spotting it at the boat ramps? How does that work? Uh, we have uh, boating and fisheries patrol in Weeper who do go out on patrol. We also have uh, water police visit us from Cairns and Thursday Island. However, we do have a couple of officers who are appointed shipping inspectors and we do have a vessel here at Weeper where we can go out and intercept. And we do do joint operations with our friends from uh, Queensland Boating and Fisheries Patrol and issue infringement notice. But for anyone's, anything that we've been talking about today, Fatal 5, quads, ATVs, boating, safety and that, if anyone's got any more questions, I suppose, anything that I haven't been able to uh, think, come up with, contact the local police station. They'll give you all the answers. Yeah, that's correct. And also, Mark, um, listeners, especially this time of year when they're asking questions about is the PDR open, is the, the road to Kawanyama from Cairns open, people can check the TMR website, TMR qld.gov.au type in road closures and it brings up 
all the um, current road closures and any warnings for those roads. It's very important you click on those little icons that show there and it explains, you know, what's the current condition of the road. And I must admit, that's the same website that I, I use for myself, but there are others I see so many times on Facebook sites uh, with the question, is the PDR open? Just go onto that site to tell you. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and the only ones that you really need to listen to is the uh, TMR one because your insurance company will certainly go to that website should you have a crash. And if the road was closed, you can be just about guaranteed that you won't be getting a full payout for any damages caused to your vehicle. Same as if it's flooded, forget it. If the road is flooded, uh, you can also have no insurance. That's correct. Warren, look, thank you so much for taking the time to have a, have a bit of a yarn. Love to be able to do this more. So any time that you or any of the uh, police or emergency services anywhere in the Cape needs a bit of a yarn, more than welcome to have a chat. Thank you very much, Mark, and good morning to all your listeners. Most certainly. Senior Sergeant Warren Flegg, the officer in charge of the Weeper Police Station.